Welcome to the Chicago Poetry Tour podcast, produced by the Poetry Foundation, publisher of Poetry Magazine. This is tour number eight, the Haymarket Monument. This tour discusses the poetry and songs of the labor movement and features music and commentary by Bucky Halker. The Chicago Poetry Tour is a multimedia tour of poetry written in and about Chicago. It features a wide range of poets set in a variety of neighborhoods and landmarks. The tour explores 22 sites around the city and showcases the dynamic and legendary history of poetry in Chicago through archival and contemporary recordings of poets and scholars, local musicians, and historic photos. You can take the whole tour for free at poetryfoundation.org. As Chicago became an industrial power in the 19th century, it also became a center of organized labor. The city's poetry and song reflect this history. On May 1, 1886, 35,000 Chicago workers walked off their jobs in support of the eight-hour workday. In the following days, strikes occurred throughout the city. At one, the police opened fire and killed two workers. On May 4th, to protest the killings, a rally assembled here at the West Randolph Street Haymarket. The police ordered the crowd to disperse. Someone threw a bomb and an officer was killed. The police responded by firing their guns into the crowd. Eight anarchists were later arrested and four of them hanged, despite no evidence linking them to the bomb. The labor movement rose during a time when steel mills, stockyards, construction, railroads, and manufacturing all flourished in Chicago. Are you poor, forlorn, and hungry? Thousands of immigrants arrived to fill the new jobs. Are there lots of things you like? It was a great time to be in business if you owned the business. Is your life made up of misery? For the workers, life was rough. Then dump the bosses off your back. Most workers work six days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day. Musician and labor historian Bucky Halker. There's no minimum wage. There's nobody going around inspecting the factories. There's nobody regulating child labor. There's nobody watching so women aren't sexually harassed. There's nobody to keep you from getting fired. There's no workman's compensation if you're injured on the job. There's no social security or pension plans. So it's really just a system where workers are subject to the whims of the owners. Chicago's industries created immense wealth and had the support of politicians and the police. For the workers striving for better wages and conditions, Poetry became a weapon. And they would write poetry and they would write music. Hours, wages, legislation, pro-union, pro-anarchist, pro-socialist, pro-free love, you name it. Every issue that labor dealt with in the 19th century, you can find a poem or a song about it. Folk singer and labor activist, Utah Phillips. The bum on the rods is a social flea who gets an occasional bite. The bum on the plush is a social leech, blood-sucking day and night. The bum on the rods is a load so light that his weight we scarcely feel. But it takes the labor of dozens of folks to furnish the other a meal. As long as we sanction the bum on the plush, the other will always be there. But rid ourselves of the bum on the plush and the other will disappear. 
Sometimes they met in taverns or nearby social halls. They had dramatic presentations. They had literary readings. They would have uh, speakers at dinners. They would have choirs. They had orchestras and little bands. From the 1870s to the 1920s, thousands of labor poems were published in Chicago, usually in little chapbooks, songbooks, or union newspapers. Many were anonymous. Poetry was performed everywhere, from informal gatherings to large strikes and rallies. The style often borrowed from popular romantic or Victorian poetry of the day. Hymn tunes were another influence. But the populist message was strong, and later would be picked up by poets such as Carl Sandburg and Rachel Lindsay. The craft of labor poetry and songwriting became more refined after the formation of the Industrial Workers of the World, known as the Wobblies, in Chicago in 1905. The Lumberjack's Prayer, by an old wobbly named T-Bone Slim. Later in the 20th century, no one personified Chicago's tradition of working-class writers more than Studs Terkel. In over 50 years of radio programs and books, he interviewed countless working-class people, as well as poets, artists, and musicians. I pray, dear Lord, for Jesus' sake, give us this day a T-bone steak. Hallowed be thy holy name, and don't forget to send the same. Oh, hear my humble cry, O oh Lord, and send us down some decent board, brown gravy and some German fried with sliced tomatoes on the side. Storm the fort, unites of labor, tis a glorious fight. Here again is Bucky Halker. They would read little poems at the strikes, uh, or they would sing songs. Sometimes a poem would be written one year, and three years later it might show up as a song. Strong entrenched behind their minions, sit the money. This is a poem that became a song. It's called Hallelujah, I'm a Bum. There's something of a parody on a popular revival hymn from the late 19th century. Oh, why don't you work like other men do? How the hell can I work when there's no work to do? Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. Hallelujah, give us a hand out to revive us again. Well, why do you work? For eight hours or more, two of us could have jobs if you only worked for. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. This is a, a song written by Joe Hill, who is far and away the most well-known. Hill was a member of the IWW. Unlike the many of the other writers of the 19th century, working-class writers in early 20th century, Hill has a more, I think, folky approach and borrows a lot from Tin Pan Alley. The Preacher and the Slave by Joe Hill. Long-haired preachers come out every night, try to tell you what's wrong and what's right, but when asked about something to eat, they will answer with voices so sweet. You will eat, by and by, in that glorious land above the sky. Work and pray, live on hay, you'll get pie in the sky when you die. And the starvation army they play, and they sing and they clap and they pray, when they get all your coins on the drum, then they tell you when you're on the bum. You will eat by and by in that glorious land above the sky. Work and pray, live on hay, 
You'll get pie in the sky when you die. That's a lie. This is Ralph Chaplin, who was a, an organizer for the IWW and a journalist who lived here in Chicago, who wrote Solidarity Forever, which is the most well-known of all American labor songs. It's the one that people still sing at union rallies all the time. Written in 1915 here in Chicago, it borrowed the tune from a popular Civil War song, John Brown's Body, or sometimes called the Battle Hymn of the Republic. When the Union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run, there can be no greater power anywhere beneath the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the Union makes us strong. Solidarity forever, solidarity forever, solidarity forever, but the Union makes us strong. Still, but if you won't, our union will. Put pork chops on the bill of fare and starve no workers anywhere. This has been the Chicago Poetry Tour podcast. This was tour number eight, the Haymarket Monument. The narrator was Richard Steele. The opening music is by the Deep Blue Organ Trio, used with permission of Delmark Records. The full tour with 22 sites is available for free. You can take the multimedia tour online or download audio files at poetryfoundation.org. I'm Ed Herman. Thanks for listening.